I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. So we're back with the news and nonsense. Yes. <laughs> and I am tired. I literally like drove back into town today from the beach and I was going to lay down and take a nap because Stephanie didn't respond to my text message like very fast. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll lay down for a nap. And then she text messaged me. And then I responded. <laughs> yeah. yep. oh. That's all right, though. I all right. Courtney out of the room. Oh, well, you got to do what you got to do. And sometimes it takes a little time. <laughs> it does. Okay. But now we can move forward. All right. I think that one of the biggest news that is happening right now is the writer's strike. Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. And I saved Ryan Pavey's post about it, although I'd heard about it before that. So I don't know a ton about it. This has been like my worst week, like month keeping up with stuff. Um, So what I understand is that the streaming services are making it different, I guess. Unlike where if you're a songwriter, you get paid royalties for when your songs are played. Mm -hmm. I guess movies are not that way. So when they're streamed, writers are not getting compensated. They're not getting the residuals. Yeah. I think that's what they're calling it. Yeah. So, I mean, that sounds like a justifiable reason to strike. Well, and they're also just not getting paid a fair wage, period. Like, there's okay. that, but also they're not getting paid fairly. I feel like they should be paid based upon what they expect a movie to make, right? So, mm-hmm. like, a Hallmark movie is not going to make as much as a Marvel movie. So, therefore, maybe the writers who write the Marvel movies should make more money than the people who make Hallmark. But if... If you if you're writing like a big movie or a Hallmark movie like a Three Men and a Baby, Wise Men and a Baby, right? Mm-hmm. That hit records. So really Paul and Kim should be getting paid more now that it hit records and it's gotten so much viewership than maybe another Hallmark movie that didn't. Like so that to me makes sense. Yeah, cuz they're like proven successful writers right. as well as actors. Yeah. So you should be compensated for that versus you know the higher-ups making you know they list the billions of like disney ceo and all that jazz right (laughs) right so it's kind of like that thing that's happening so i mean i feel like that's a a little bit different though i can understand like oh well these people are making all these millions or billions or whatever they're making and it not necessarily falling where it is but they do also take like have more responsibility with running the whole company versus just the one like script for this movie or the script for that movie or you know what I'm saying? I just think that there's an issue with the discrepancy, but it's not just in the show business world. So one of the things that people are worried about is this whole rise of AI. Oh yeah. That could take the place of writers and this is a huge thing that's happening in all the author groups I'm in too like people are so worried about AI books flooding the market and what that means and it's just a lot of stuff to go through I mean what I've seen of it and granted I haven't played around with AI very much or at all with like books but it doesn't like it doesn't really hit the emotional 
beats of things, right? So I, I feel like there's a difference of it totally taking over. But who knows? I guess it's always learning. I've heard about the AI side, specifically with songs, how mm-hmm. they're having artists who are AI artists releasing songs, and now they don't have to pay an artist for the song. Yeah. So that's the same right. thing with the whole, yeah, not having to pay a scriptwriter. Right. And so I, but I do think it's interesting, this concept uh, from what I understand about a lot of AI, and this may not be what's happening in these situations, like the GPT's chat or whatever they're called. I don't, I don't, that may not even be the right word. Chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, it's like scoring the internet and finding all these things and then sending you back the most relevant information, right? The the most relevant response. So if they're mm-hmm. doing a similar thing with AI for writing books or writing screenplays or writing music, I would argue, is there an argument to say that that's plagiarism or copyright infringement? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of people is worried about. Yeah, because that's the whole thing with artists, with uh, photography and paintings and things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're stealing other artists' styles and piling them into their software and spreading out something. Mm-hmm. I do find I think that that's an interesting concept, though, because like, let's say you're talking about art styles, right? A style, mm-hmm. even though it's a style, is not solely one person's like two people could kind of come up with the same style. I'm using air quotes around style, right? They yeah. may not they're not going to come up with the same thing, <laughs> right? But they might come up with something that's similar. So kind of like um, impressionism, you know, those are all styles that are all similar or you know whatever yeah. so how do you th- how do you I just think we shouldn't have AI at all I'm ready for it to go away because there's also this thing where moms are getting called and people are replicating the voices of their kids oh that's creepy saying that they're stolen and that they're ransoming them <laughs> oh my goodness that's really scary I don't see AI going away and I know there's a lot of negativity around it, but there is, there are positives with it. Like one of the arguments I saw was that it does um, like open the door to being more inclusive for people. Like as far as, you know, book covers, if you don't have enough money to commission a book cover, AI is a cheaper version for you. So you can like fulfill your dream kind of like closing the gap between things not saying you know it's totally right but I thought that was an interesting take on AI Hmm. and I guess if I'm being totally honest here I do pay for so there's a site called OpenAI and they have a thing called Playground on there I'm not entirely sure how it all works but I do dictate when I write, you know, just speaking the words instead of typing. And then I upload the audio file to the site and it spits out the words like transcription for me. And it's but that, super, it's like 0.002 cents per word or something. So I do use that. But that's different. That is, yeah. that is you transcripting something. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like you don't need AI necessarily to do that. Maybe you do. Maybe I don't understand I don't know. AI. It's. It's definitely, I don't know how much AI is actually using it, but that's the site 
is about AI, so I thought I'd mention it. But it is the best dictation thing that I've used because I've tried right. Google Voice and all that stuff. So maybe that's part of it. I but you would have you would have a problem if you're dictating your words to them and for your book, and then they're going and taking your words and using it in their AI. Yeah, stuff. I don't hit the input button because I'm not sure. What, I really don't understand how the site works. I just know how to upload my file. <laughs> um, but I just copy paste and then delete. I never input anything, so who knows? Okay. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. I think. Ever since I watched the TV show Dollhouse, have you ever seen this? I've seen, I saw the previews. I remember seeing the previews, but I didn't, never watched it. So basically, it's this idea that you can, people can sign up to be paid to be dolls in the dollhouse where their memories are wiped and then they upload memories either created or someone else's memories into their brain so that people can rent them out for different things. So like if you want to take a girlfriend to a wedding, you could go pay these people to imprint the, the, the mind of somebody that you would be interested in or, or not, not necessarily someone, but an idea of someone. Right. Mm. Um, and then you could imprint their mind with that and you could have a girlfriend to take to a wedding or like all these different scenarios where these people are renting these people out. And it just like, it's an interesting television show in the idea of the balance between science being amazing and science being destructive. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like a really cool concept specifically for like, I can't think of the scenario that it was that it was like, Oh, well, that's it. that's an interesting thing. Like you could imprint into somebody's mind like a doctor so that they could help people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's a, in a mass emergency, you could imprint a doctor's mind and send them out to help people in a mass emergency or something like that. Like those kinds of things you think, well, that'd be cool. The person's paying to be able to do it. They can, they're, you're getting paid to do it, blah, blah, blah. But then you think about the other side of it they're not in control of what they're being imprinted in. And what if they're like, there was one episode where the girl was imprinted with the memories of a guy's wife. So then she thinks he's his wife. She's his wife. Now you're sleeping with her. (laughs) That's creepy. You know? Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like, I think that AI makes me think a lot of that. Like, it's like, what is too far? Mm hmm. And well, it's when do we cross that line? To find a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But back to the writer's strike. <laughs> that was a very long tangent. We're not making a 15 minute goal here. <laughs> I know. It's okay, though. The, I think the last thing I have to say about it is to combat the writer's strike, a lot of the channels, like right now, I'm seeing that ABC will air zero scripted shows. It's all going to be unscripted. So, like The Bachelor. The Golden Bachelor, which is going to be for seniors, citizens, I guess, finding love. And like Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay, reality TV shows, basically. Since they don't I really thought that those were still kind of scripted. Not like, not like were written too. scripts, but like, here's what we're going to do. This is how it's going to go, kind of. A I thing. think it's more the producers urging people to do certain things, but nothing's oh. actually written out, you know. 
I think it's producers behind that okay. stuff. Okay. So that'll be interesting. I was wondering, to bring it back to Hallmark, I was mm-hmm. wondering what the impacts are with Christmas specifically. Because we all know that they don't do these movies until summer or fall. You know, so you would think that they would be looking to purchase new movies that have already been written. If yeah. they haven't purchased them and the strike goes for five months, will that mean that we might have 20 movies this year from Hallmark instead of 70? <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, man, 20 years is 70, but yeah. I understand. We're going to have Christmas at Biltmore and that's it. <laughs> you know what, though? That would be the one I'd want to see. So thank I goodness agree. that that's been filmed. <laughs> Good thing they planned ahead on that one. I Maybe know. it'll make them start to plan more ahead also. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know that they, they do these agreements for quite a, quite a while, mm-hmm. several years or whatever, but... Um, Maybe it'll make them start to think, oh, well, maybe we should be thinking more. Because you and I have always said, why are they not filming these Christmas movies in the winter? (laughs) Yeah. Why aren't they planning ahead better? Especially since they can make them so quickly. Yeah. (sighs) Don't know. It'll certainly be interesting this fall and winter. Because, I mean, you're thinking Christmas, but there's also fall harvest movies. Well. I know. Can we put air quotes around fall harvest? Yeah. We know that they've been sucking it up for those the past two years. Yeah. So the next one is the other big elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Mystery 101. Yeah. So I think you should tell the story because you're the one who found this. I was not my week. So why don't you tell what happened Basically, that we all know? Yeah, that we all know. But some people may have missed it. If you're not like all over the social media pages. Basically, I don't even remember the story, but somebody commented on a Hallmark post saying like, oh, I missed Mystery 101 or I want it back or something. And Hallmark just commented on this person's comment in a a long thread of comments. And we're just like, oh, Mystery 101's over. You know, they did it nicer, but. That was the gist. They didn't even make an official announcement. It was just this random comment that Mystery 101's done. And that's it. Can you be any more disrespectful? I know. And and what I think is an important point is every time they posted about Mystery 101, all the comments are, when is episode eight? When -hmm. they post about new mysteries... Not every episode, but a lot of the episodes are, why isn't there another Mystery 101? We want old mysteries. Where's Mystery 101? Why are you not making any of these old ones anymore? Why are, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So it, I have seen it probably for a year. Almost every post that I have seen, that's what, that's what the response has been. So it's not like they didn't. No, they didn't know want. that people loved it and wanted it. It's yes. not a mystery. No, it's not. <laughs> so for them to just drop this bomb so nonchalantly was yeah. kind of a punch in the gut and gave me a bad taste in my mouth about Hallmark. Like, yeah, I'm still gonna watch the Hallmark movies <laughs> and I'll mm-hmm. get over it. But 
and I know like they're a business, but to have it like in your face or a business, we really don't care about you except for your money that we're yeah. going to cancel a show that you all want and have like rallied for mm-hmm. is just mm, not good. Yeah. And I was really upset. Well, you know, okay. So, you know me, I loved the end of number seven. So just in case you're not aware, the end of seven, you really get this great Amy and Travis are actually together scene. And then they flash forward and it dismantles the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So then we're sitting here waiting for two years. And I loved it. I thought it was great. I was probably one of the only people that was like 100% gung-ho on it. I love this kind of thing. I, I, I like the surprise of it, but I loved it knowing there was going to be an eight so you could find out what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love it not knowing what happens. Yes. And what irritated me about it is it's like it was literally like a minute tacked onto the end. That if they weren't going to make an eight, if they weren't going to make eight a priority, they could have just left it where you're happy about it and Mm -hmm. not tacked on the last minute. Or they should have made it to where it was going to get made. So it kind of cleared that up. I've heard people talking about like, oh, well, you know, it's not like they're not going to make good mysteries and this and that. My issue is... Why get invested in new people and these new storylines? A lot of their new mysteries are like these long, you can see that there's a thread through them. I think of Redemption and Cherry Springs, which we haven't had for two years, where Mm -hmm. she's got this backstory of her life beforehand. I would like to know what happened. We haven't seen one. Cut Color Murder. Her husband died. There's something going on with that. And they have at the end this thing that like, keeps you coming back wanting to see more and they haven't done another one of those so it's like like not that they won't do those they might do those but the fact that they're canceling this one which everybody wanted Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that they would do that it's not like it's not going to be a box office hit I mean, it's not going to be a box office hit technically because they're on television, but you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a Hallmark office hit. Yes. <laughs> Everybody was going to watch it. I probably would have watched it live and I never watch anything live. Yeah. So it's just broken trust. Yeah. That, you know, I can watch these and trust that yeah. I can get invested without being bamboozled by a canceled show before it ends like yeah. this is the problem with netflix did i bring this point up to you whenever we talked about this off uh-uh. here this is what people like netflix now one of the biggest things you think of i will i don't know if you think about this with netflix is that you can't trust any of their shows because they'll cancel it after one season like they have oh. so many good shows and like you love it, you get invested, they leave you on a cliffhanger, and then they cancel it after one season just to spit out five more new shows, which then right. they cancel after one season. Yeah. Like when you have that kind of pattern, it becomes the sticking branding point for you. <laughs> and it's right. not good. Right. Like Hallmark doesn't want to become like Netflix where they're just spitting stuff out and no one cares because like why bother it's gonna get canceled 
I'm never going to see these people again. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And I think that, like, I have a really big issue with TV shows ending. Like, let's say they're going to cancel the TV shows. I hate it when they don't even, like, just write one more episode to kind of clean it up. They're just, like, mm-hmm. done. And that really just drives me, like, drives me insane. I'm like, what? Why did I spend all this time watching this television show, being invested in this show, for you to do that, you know? And I think of, like, what was that show, Timeless, that I talk about a lot, where it's like a time travel one, where they had the first season, I guess it didn't have good enough ratings, they canceled it, but then the people who did watch it were like, hey, wait a second. Yeah. (laughs) So they ended up bringing it back for a second season. Or, yeah, they brought it back for a second season and then they canceled it again. They were like, wait a second. And then they brought it back for a movie after the fact. Because the the people who were watching it were so upset about the way that it ended. Because they both ended on cliffhangers, you know? And so it's like, just give something that's going to tie things up. And, And the thing about Mystery 101 for me is just that... It's not like you don't know it's going to bring you money. I could understand better if you felt like it wasn't going to bring in money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you thought, nobody's watching this. If no one had brought it up in two years. Yeah, then it's like, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I could argue, like, I want to see the the next cut color murder. I want to see what happens, how this is tied together. But, like, I wouldn't be as upset with that ending the way it ended. And not having a two as I would as I am about this one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, if anybody cares, I mean, of course you care to learn how the next movie would have been tied up. You can go listen to, and you wrote down the episode, didn't you? Yeah, Carrie? Hallmark Mysteries and More. So this is Eric. We've had him on the show before, and he has a co-host, Sydney. But he's interviewing the writer of the mystery 101s and it's it says it's called episode eight story reveal by writer john christian Plummer. that's the name of the episode and you can kind of go hear all about like what he was thinking there was not actually like a full script of it but this is what he was thinking it's really an interesting i think it would have been a really cool movie actually Mm-hmm. yeah it would have been and also they give some little things about what might be coming down, coming ahead with mysteries, and somebody you might like to see might be coming to a mystery soon. So, uh, you should go listen to that uh, episode to find out more. Yep, because we don't want to spoil that. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's our next bit of news or nonsense? So, so I have some really random things I saw today on Instagram that <laughs> this is like. Technic, this is GAC technically like so we don't normally talk about them a lot but I just thought this was an interesting thing Trevor and Danica are both filming another movie for GAC mm-hmm. but they're not together they're in towns next to each other <laughs> wait they're filming separate movies for GAC where Trevor's the lead in one and Danica's the lead in the other not them together but they just met up because they're filming in towns right next to each other <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I know. <laughs> okay. And then I did see today that Hallmark Movie Notes did an article. There's an article on their stories. 
about the Hannah Swenson movie because the new one's coming out this weekend, A Carrot Cake Mystery. And apparently there's going to be another one after this one. Oh. So. Look at that. I know it. Hannah All Swenson, right. y'all. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is, like, we filmed that last episode with the previews, and we were like, they never do old mysteries. They never do old mysteries. And then Eric's, like, texting me, Hannah Swenson's an old mystery. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. It is. But neither one of us like them. <laughs> I haven't even watched them. That's true. That's true. I, I won't put that on you. It's not my favorite. But uh, it was so funny. But I think it, it hindered it because they did switch the name from Murder, She Baked to Hannah Swenson. So it's mm-hmm. technically only the second one in the Hannah Swenson, even though. It's the seventh, I think, in the movie series or sixth in the movie series. So, yeah, because they just started that. Okay. So, another very random thing that I saw was Christmas Con, Kansas. Have you heard yes. of this? Mm-hmm. It's, in I'm June. like, of course, when I'm out of Kansas. I know. <laughs> it's in June. I saw today that they had, it's in Overland Park, Kansas, which is actually where I'm from. And uh, they had, they they were put it doing a post that says there's not going to be Catherine Bell, Rachel Boston, and Jen Lilly, but all had to cancel, which I thought was interesting, specifically Jen because she's from Oklahoma. So it's for that, their filming schedules, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just thought that was interesting because it's like, dang, this would be a great one for her to go to because <laughs> it's so yeah. close to home, you know. I and, wonder how that works, though. Filming, I guess if the script's already written. They don't need the writers anymore. Yeah, you but know, I- the writer from the Mystery 101 kind of talks about this a little bit in that episode also, where he says things that are already written are are moving forward. Ah, okay. Okay. So I just wanted to mention that the Christmas con is in Kansas this year. So if you're in the Midwest and you're interested, you should go. Stephanie's been before. I've been to the original the first year it was in New Jersey. It was fun. Who did you meet? I have pictures. I met Andrew Walker, of course. He was the <laughs> one I arrived early and stood in like a four-hour line for. Wow. <laughs> and then I met Chad Michael Murray. Okay. And Jesse Metcalf. I got mm-hmm. pictures with all of them. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. And I think those were the only ones I had time to stand in line for. Also, I didn't feel like paying because you had to pay to like take a picture. And it was oh, a lot of yeah, money. Yeah. I mean, Rachel was offering free hugs. Rachel Boston. Oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> very was. Rachel to me. <laughs> I know. At the time, I she wasn't my super favorite. So I didn't bother going in her line and just having this awkward hug. But <laughs> and I, I'm I'm terrible at small talk. So I didn't go to her thing, but it it was fun. It inspired an entire contemporary series by me. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if you fell for a Hallmark star? The steamy well, edition. <laughs> <laughs> the steamy edition. All right. Do you, um, I have two more. Do you, I know you had something. Do you want to go or you want to save it for last? I can go. So okay. my piece of information is happy news. That Alvina August and Marco Grazzini are expecting a baby in August. Oh, yeah. That baby's going to be cute. Yes, it is. (laughs) When I first told Carrie, 
she was she had a more surprise reaction. That is true. But now she knows, so it's not a surprise. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wish you would have saved that. And actually, I had forgotten that you had that we had this conversation, or else I would have pretended to be excited again. <laughs> but yeah, because I am excited. I'm not like fake excited, but I I, did, I forgot that we had that conversation. Another baby is on the way. Another a beautiful baby, because yep. you know they're beautiful. <laughs> yes. All right, so my last two are kind of one's one's kind of old news, but I don't think we've ever mentioned it. Did you know that Lacey Chabert has a clothing line with Home Shopping Network? You know, I feel like I might have known this was a thing, but she doesn't promote it much, does she? I don't think so. Definitely not like Candace Cameron Bure does hers. Yeah, because I'm like, I know Candace has one. Because I see it all, well, I did see it all the time. But Lacey's, that's interesting. So um, this up. they just released some new stuff. The pajamas look really comfy. So I just thought I would throw it out there in case anybody was I interested. I want to look up and see what the cost of this is. You said, what was the channel again? HSN, Home Shopping Network, I think is what it stands for. Yeah, HSN. HSN, QVC, all them places. You and me. <laughs> All right, let's see. Lacey Chabert, stylish, comfy, cozy. And oh, okay, so the two piece Henley pajama set is only $30.95. Not so bad. these seem reasonable pricing. Like I was expecting maybe $80 or something. <laughs> you know how yeah. sometimes these can be outrageously. Oh, priced. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, interesting. Okay. Okay. And then my last one, I think you'll actually be kind of interested in. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Big Time Rush is releasing a new album. I did see that. June 2nd. (laughs) I might give it a listen. You might give it a listen. No. Yeah. Because you used to like them, right? I did. And I liked their show. I was never like crazy, super obsessed or anything. They weren't like a Backstreet Boys or an NSYNC to me. But, you know, they were fine. I can't remember a song of theirs right now, but. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I don't know the names but of any But I, I listened to the soundtrack of that Carlos Peña Vega and Alexa Peña Vega movie with Carlos. Oh, okay. So I can listen to their new album. All right. Maybe you'll give us a little review of it in the next News and Nonsense. <laughs> Be like. Five out of five stars. <laughs> Probably not. I rarely give anything five stars. That's oh, why I'm a terrible, like, I know. I I had this conversation in an author group the other day. I'm like, I'm a terrible reader to have as a fan. Because <laughs> I don't, I'm just terrible. <laughs> I won't get into the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got. Oh, right. That means I need to send us out. Yeah. <laughs> so if you enjoy listening to us, you can subscribe to our podcast, Love and Nonsense, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places. You can also leave us a review, which will be great and help others decide if they want to listen to us or not. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast, where we just kind of post what we want, Hallmark premieres, things like that. 
when we have new episodes. Yep. Easy peasy. Lemon rice squeezy. and cheesy. What did you say? Wait, rice and cheesy? No, I say lemon squeezy. Oh, I say rice and cheesy. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't remember okay. where I heard that from, though. It's a movie. It may be the Minion movie. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure where I got lemon squeezy, but. I don't like lemon. That's the original saying. I don't like cheesy. So (gasps) Rude. You know this, though. I do know this. All right, guys. Now we're leaving. (laughs) Bye. We're walking out the door. (laughs) Whoop.